0: Being a Better Man, episode 173. Alright guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Between the ages of 13 to about 23, I identified as a cowboy. I had the hat, the boots, the big belt buckle, I drove an old beat-up Chevy pickup, and I listened to country music. I came by it honestly enough. I never considered myself one of those drugstore cowboys made famous by John Travolta in that movie Urban Cowboy. We didn't have a big cattle ranch, just a little family farm. But I say I came by it honestly because of my dad's family. They were all cowboys, real ones. When my family immigrated here from Norway at the beginning of the 1900s, three brothers started a huge red Angus ranch in Glendive, Montana. They had more cows and more acres than you could count. That's the life my dad grew up in. So I was only one generation removed from being a bona fide, authentic cowboy. Naturally, me and my other cowboy friends were always on the lookout for ways to be more cowboy-like. So we would spend our free time doing cowboy stuff just for fun, like fixing fences, doing chores, drinking beers around a fire made out of empty feed sacks. When we got a chance, we would just go camping, each of us pretending secretly that we were on a big cattle drive in the middle of nowhere. One day when I was 14, a new kid came to school. There were only about five of us so-called cowboys in the whole school, so when this guy walked in, we all gravitated towards him. He was a cowboy's cowboy. He had it all. He walked like John Wayne, and he talked like those cowboys in the old movies— He had no reverence for common things. He just didn't fit into any social norms. He was just authentically himself, and we all thought it was awesome. His name was Mark, and we soon realized that where he lived was a working practice rodeo arena. Every Thursday and Saturday night, they would have an event. They called it Bucking Out. Cowboys from all over the place would travel to their arena to try their luck riding bulls, bareback broncs, saddle broncs, steer wrestling, and even barrel racing. We were shocked. How did we not know this was going on in our backyard? Mark invited us to come one night, and for the next four years, every Thursday and Saturday night, that is where you would find me at Big Chief Stables mark himself did several events but mainly he was a bull rider he only weighed about 140 pounds but he would jump on a bull that weighed close to a ton without even thinking about it and usually he'd give him a pretty good ride i decided that i wanted to be a bull rider too unfortunately They needed a waiver signed by my parents before they would let me on a bull. When I brought the papers to my parents, my mother looked at me like I had lost my mind, my entire mind. My dad didn't say much. He was kind of following mom's lead. An argument ensued, and what it came down to was that I was already doing boxing, It was bad enough that grown men were beating me up all the time. Now I wanted to go get trampled by a bull as well. Those are my mother's words. My mom said, no way. No way was she going to allow me to do two dangerous things at once. I was forced to choose. What was it going to be, boxing or bull riding? I had already invested a lot of blood and sweat into boxing. Plus, I thought it had a future, so I went with boxing. When I told Mark about my parents' decision, he understood. Then he got a bright idea. For some reason, to be a rodeo clown did not require a waiver. He asked me if I wanted to be a bullfighter instead of a bull rider. They called it bullfighting because that's what you were doing. In the arena with these massive bulls, your job is to protect the rider after he gets thrown off by taunting him and getting him to chase you instead of the disoriented rider. Since my mom would never know what I was up to, I signed on to that immediately. They started me out just pulling the rope that opened the chute for the ride to begin. Then gradually... I started working more out in the arena while the ride was going on. Man, it was exciting. 2,000 pounds of angry, snotty beef. Just looking for something to kill after he threw his rider. And it was my job to distract him. (laughs) It was a great workout, I can tell you that. And the adrenaline was pumping through you constantly. Luckily, I was pretty quick and I respected these beasts enough to never get too cocky. I only had a couple close calls, actually. One time this bull named Zorro was chasing me, and I was climbing up the announcer stand to get away from him. I heard something, I looked down, and Zorro was climbing that announcer stand right after me. Looking down made me miss my next handhold, and I started to fall back right onto his horns. In the last possible second, I was able to reach out and grab something else to stop my fall. I credit my boxing reflexes for making that grab. Anyways, they were good times. I saw a lot of crazy stuff in that arena. I saw lots of bad injuries, too. One time this bull threw a guy so hard into the wall that his hat was stuffed into a crack about a quarter inch wide and his scalp was split wide open. He was unconscious and we were trying to get the bull out when all of a sudden the guy wakes up and he was madder than a wet hen. He yanked his hat out of the crack and then he started chasing the bull yelling and screaming like he was going to show him a lesson. We all called him Mad Dog after that. But the real thing I wanted to tell you about happened early on, on one of my first nights there. It was Mark's job to take care of the livestock after the events. I had just finished watching 15 angry, psychotic, frothing, growling, snotty bulls try to kill every human that was around them. I bet the biggest one weighed about 2,500 pounds. His name was Cecil. These bulls had my attention. They were like hurricanes made out of muscle, wrapped in leather and filled with hate. I helped Mark put a bunch of feed troughs out in the arena filled with feed. Then I followed him to a big gate, and he opened it. My heart just stopped for a minute. Standing on the other side of the open gate were all these same bulls. I started to run away, but Mark grabbed me, and he said, Watch. The formerly vicious bulls began coming in, just walking past us, around us. It was something, watching these walls of meat glide past me. They all went to a trough and just started eating. Mark showed me that we could even walk up and pet them. I looked at him as though I didn't understand. How could something that was so hell-bent on destruction be so calm and gentle? When I asked Mark about this, he just grinned, spit on the ground, shrugged, and said, Well, I guess they figure the show's over. They don't have to be mean right now. We were there for some time. It was really serene in the darkened arena, surrounded by all these gentle giants calmly eating their grain. The only sounds were an occasional grunt or snort. It was a magical moment for me that I'll never forget. And that's what I wanted to share with you. Just that magical, serene, quiet moment. And that is the end of the story. You might be wondering what the lesson is. I learned a lot of lessons in my years with Mark at the rodeo arena. But the lesson I learned that night has really stuck with me. See, those bulls are fairly simple creatures compared with humans. Their needs are pretty basic. And yet they knew what their job was. And they performed it well two nights a week. Two nights a week, they would turn on the rage for a little while. But at the end of the day, they didn't want to fight or kill or destroy anything. They just wanted to be. They wanted to eat and drink and find a nice place to bed down. And it occurred to me that we aren't so different. At the end of the day, nobody really wants to be angry. Nobody enjoys being in the middle of chaos and conflict. Like the bulls, most of us just want to be. We want to be comfortable and happy like them. The difference is, for some reason, humans often make a choice to be angry. They make a choice to be in conflict even when they don't have to. I guess that's one of the downsides of having a complex brain. But I figured if these raging bulls can turn it off and be nice, that I could too, whenever I choose. Unlike the bulls, I'm a man, and that's a choice that I can make. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad, signing off.